Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Culture Talks podcast, where I, your host and founder of this podcast, Collis C-I-Z-Y Stutzer, chop it up with individuals who have built a name for themselves in their own world and have had to kick down walls to reach their level of achievements. We interview people from many different backgrounds in business, culture, from all around the world, um, all types of different you know, beliefs and and insights on life and in business. And we really just have great conversations. I mean, you can walk through life alone trying to figure things out on your own, or you can be inspired and guided by the stories of people who have been through what you're about to go through already. So with that being said, we're back with another episode with our guest, Lorenzo Dorman. Go ahead, keep listening, and enjoy this podcast. Have on the Culture Talks podcast, my longtime, you know, friend, school friend, schoolmate. If you're from the UK, <laughs> I don't even know if y'all say that over there, but anyways, um, schoolmate um, Lorenzo Dorman. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. What's good, people? Uh, my name is Lorenzo. Go by Lozo. Zo. How y'all doing? Bless Lorenzo. Who, who? What was your first nickname? Honestly, uh, growing up, my family always had nicknames for me with Lorenzo, uh, Lo, Zo, uh, Ren, Renzo, Ren Ten Ten, just anything. Honestly, uh, and then when I got to middle school, I met the the Ogles, uh, Gannon and Grady, and their dad came up with Lozo, putting the first two letters and the last two letters together, and it just kind of stuck for real. And then you know, just wrote it out through high school. That's why everyone kind of identified me by. If they didn't know Lorenzo. He said, you know Lozo? I was like, yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. I don't think I ever in my life until just right now called you by your full first name. That's what I'm saying, bro. People be like, hey, what, bro, what's your, you know, he hella confused for real. But yeah, it was just kind of a staple for real. It just kind of stuck with me. So, I liked it. So for the fans uh, of the Culture Talks podcast that aren't seeing this visually right now, we are on a Zoom video call. My boy Lorenzo is rocking a Raiders shirt. Um, you're well known in the area for being a huge, <laughs> uh, a huge Raiders fan uh, and, you know, going back and forth with the local Chiefs fans. Talk a little bit about how you developed a liking for the Raiders and, and kind of just the background on why you became a fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, honestly, it was like I was born into it. You know, I used to always say uh, Raider Nation from the womb to the tomb because um, on my mom's side, my grandpa was a Raiders fan uh, and living in Kansas City. And my grandma, uh, his wife, was a Chiefs fan. You know, they grew up loving each other, but like had different loves for different NFL teams. So and then my dad, uh, born and raised out in California, uh, grew up in the Bay Area, um, loved the Raiders. And it just kind of stuck with him. So whenever he uh, was in the military, moved out to, we got shipped out to uh, Belton military base out there. And uh, that's when he met my mom and everything and got stationed out here and started his family. But he's always been a Raiders fan. He never really cared for the Giants or the A's or, you know what I mean? The Dodgers, it was always just football. It was always the Raiders. So 
that's all we really cared about. That's all I really cared about. So I like the Royals. Uh, I like Sporting KC. I'll go support them and watch their games. But when it comes to the Chiefs, I just I can't get behind it. You know, it's just one of those things. Like I said, from the womb to the tomb, I'll be a, a diehard fan no matter what we go through. You know. And so speaking on speaking on your your pops being from the Bay Area, have you ever went back to visit? Um, and if so, like, how do you like California? We have a lot of listeners from L.A. and from the SoCal area, not so much from the NorCal area. But um, just share, you know, what do you how do you feel yeah. about California? And, you know, what's your thoughts on the Cali Cali peoples? Honestly, it's bro, it's one of those things you got to go out there. You got to experience it firsthand. I mean, we could sit here and go back and forth and tell our experiences. I mean, you were you were more familiar with SoCal. I never really went to SoCal. I've always been uh, either in the Bay Area. I lived out there for a little bit with my granny in uh, Los Altos. And then uh, I got cousins up in uh, Sacramento that I go visit frequently. Like, I used to go out there every single summer. I would uh, go to summer school, you know what I mean, get the $100 Visa card. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. On every single day, and I would save, save that up, and I would uh, use that for my trip, and I'd go out there spend a couple of weeks out there with the family, you know, cause I, I just love, I love the environment out there. I love the vibe, good weather. Um, the people out there, honestly, you know, they're either, you know, business hungry, you know, always trying to get, you know, find that next idea, the next Avenue, you know, California is a, a lead innovator. I believe, honestly, they've always been the waves, you know, the trendsetters, all that, you know, so it's just a different vibe out there for real. You just got to go out there and experience it firsthand, honestly. But living out there, I mean, it's hard, honestly. You, you've you done it before. We got friends that have done it. You know, um, it's hard, honestly, living out there. You know, if you're living on your own, expensive, honestly, really expensive. It's a, it's a high lifestyle out there. But if you got the opportunity to go out there and visit family or, you know, you got a little stay spot or something, you do vacation, like, it's definitely a spot you should definitely check out, honestly. That's how I look at it. I'll be like, if you, if you have the option to – go out there because you got family out there or you know a little shorty or or a homeboy or a homegirl or somebody that stay out there then you know take advantage of that situation because california is a one of a kind state you know what i'm saying not everywhere in california but a lot of places in california are, are pretty dope and worth visiting so um let's jump into a little bit about your early life man so you already shared that your pop's um, was in the military and then got shipped out to the to military base in Belton. So is that where he met your moms? Yep, yep. So, uh, well, he kind of went back and forth, honestly. He met my mom. Like I said, he met her out there. And then he went back out to California. Um, was stationed out in, I think, San Diego and San Fran. And he had my sister in San Francisco. I had another, my other sister, my older sister in San Diego. And then he got shipped back out to Belton, and that's where he kind of retired and everything. But that's where I was brought up from. Got you. So okay. I've, I've never, I wasn't born and raised out in California. I was born and raised out, you know, out here, born in Kansas City, you know, raised in Independence my whole life. But just lived down in California every once in a while. Went out there my fourth grade year and lived for a little bit, and then uh, did it again right after my freshman year of college. So you're the youngest in your family, correct? How's that? Uh, yeah, there's three. There's two of us. Two older sisters. How's that experience been? Having two older sisters, being the younger, youngest one, and if I'm correct, there's a pretty, pretty decent age gap between you and the other two sisters. So, what's like? What was that experience like growing up? Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I know personally I have uh, siblings that are way older than me and it really helped me out because like considering the age gap was so huge, they were learning things that that I wasn't going to learn for another 10 years, but they were already teaching me early. So those are just some things I'm grateful for. So what, what are some things that you're grateful for about growing up as the youngest sibling? Honestly, bro, you just hit the, the nail on the head, honestly. My sister, my oldest sister is 34, 35, I want to say. And then my uh, my middle sister, she's 32. So huge age gap. I'm 23. So, you know, growing up, we weren't honestly on like uh, homies, like friends, you know. Like we, we, all, we loved each other, obviously, but like hanging out and like doing stuff together, honestly. Like my oldest sister... My earliest memories of her when I'm like four or five, you know, she's 17 years old, about to graduate. You know what I mean? About to go to college, like do her own thing. I'm still young, like just trying to get established, you know, like still going to school and stuff. But like she wasn't really worried about like the little bro. You know what I mean? Like she already had stuff like future and goals and stuff. And like so looking back on it now, I understand, you know, like she had something she was, you know what I mean? Like she couldn't really like hang out with the little bro. You know what I mean? But um, my my middle sister, my middle sister Rachel, she uh, when we, when I got older a little bit, we were hanging out more, you know. When I whenever I hit about twenty one is really when we got to be like, we got to that level, you know. what I mean, I can go out with my sisters and help have a glass of wine with them and just kind of kick it with them, you know. I I actually knew what it felt like to be an adult at that time, you know. So we kind of connected on a different level when I got a little bit older, honestly. But like I said, when we were younger. It was love and everything, but you know, it was just uh, it's just different. They had their own things going on, you know, as yep. you know, yeah, being the youngest, you know, or one of the younger ones. Yeah, so but definitely a blessing, honestly, definitely a blessing. Put you on a lot of game. No doubt, no doubt, definitely be put on a lot of game. And then I was also gonna say, so like growing up, <clears throat> um, you you're. When was, when did your first, I'm not exactly sure if you have niece or nephew or if you have both, but when was your first, when did you first become an uncle? And then like, how was that experience? Uh, I became an uncle. I was 16, 16 or 17. It was honestly a blessing. Uh, if I, you want me to get into it, my sister, my oldest sister, Amanda is the one who had them. Um, and she wasn't supposed to have kids at first. Um, she had had surgery because um, they had thought maybe she had had cancer down there and wasn't supposed to have kids after that surgery. So whenever she had got pregnant, it was just a huge shock. You know, she didn't tell anybody for a couple months until she was like a for sure thing, you know, like four or five months in. And I can me and my sister, we still have a video. I can still remember the moment. And you know what I mean? Like the emotion that took over because. That's a, that's a huge moment in your life, you know, becoming an uncle, you know, because that's just uh, another family member, you know, that's coming up. You want to instill everything that was instilled into you. You know what I mean? Especially with a lot of kids coming up nowadays, you see how parents are parenting nowadays, you know what I mean? And they say, oh, parents are going soft and everything. It's just like kids are getting are bad as hell right now. It's because like parents <laughs> just aren't trying right now, you know, they throwing iPhones in front of them or a tablet or, you know what I mean? Just not spending quality time with their kids. Well, we got, you know what I mean? Or I don't, I mean, that's what I got. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, I don't consider myself a millennial by any means. Cause you know, I got ass beatings by belts, stick, sticks, you know, pans, wooden spoons, the whole nine, all until I was in middle school, you know, for real, 
my dad would used to make me move wood from the front yard to the backyard. There was no incentive. You know what I mean? He just wanted, just wanted to move the wood moved. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, just like discipline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different. The, so, the, the way life is or not life, the way, <laughs> uh, society's like starting to changing. Yeah. It's changing. And, and so, sometimes, you know, for the good, sometimes for the bad, you know, it, it's mixed. And so I think, uh, but I definitely agree where like, people like coming up now are definitely different than how we was coming up. And it's just kind of weird, especially you made a good point with like just throwing tablets or iPhones in their face. And then anytime the kid like wants to talk or do anything or wants to go outside and play, they're like, no, I'm tired. Here's an iPhone and a tablet, which like, which like definitely I'm sure you're extremely tired. Yeah. Like you work hard, you have kids. It makes sense to be tired, but it's also like part of, you know, the duty. I mean, I can't speak too much on it because I don't have a child myself, but you know, yeah. But, and see, I'm the same way. I really can't speak a whole lot on it, but you know, like I said, just, Having that nephew, I got two now. Uh, my my middle sister just had a, a son, which was a blessing six months ago. Oh, so congratulations! Got another one coming up right now. So thank you, I thank you, I appreciate it. So um, it's just another blessing, like I said. But uh, like I said, just instilling them, instilling in them what I was instilled with. You know what I mean? From my granny to my grandma, and you know my mom, my dad, my sisters, uncles, aunts, anything and everything, the good and the bad. You know, try to put them on game as soon. You know. Yeah, just like I got it. You know what I mean? Facts, facts. I feel like like once you become somewhat of an adult figure in a child's life, it's your responsibility to play your part, you know, in some way. You mean, it doesn't mean you have to be, you don't have to play dad or nothing like that. You don't have to take care of them all the time or be to bed, but you definitely got to set a decent example or at least help them learn some new lessons and things like that as they get older. So I definitely feel that. Um. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, your time, your time in childhood, middle school, high school. What are some, did you play any sports? Um, if so, what sports did you play? And then what are some lessons you kind of learned from playing those sports? It could be from a coach or just from the act of playing or just in general, what are some things you learned from the sports you played growing up? For sure. I mean, I, I had, I played a lot of sports growing up, honestly, uh, the basics, football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I played a little bit of soccer. I dropped that when I was like in fourth or fifth grade and then picked it back up in high school. And that's what I carried on when I played at Blue River. I played soccer there. Um, I did wrestling one year in middle school just for fun. A friend convinced me. Uh, I don't know if you know too much about BMX, bike racing. I did a little bit of BMX. Um, That was probably like middle school days. Did that for like two or three years, honestly. Got a couple trophies. It was fun. Um, I just like competition, honestly. Uh, I did tennis. Cause baseball didn't work out for me and I didn't want to just sit around and I coached uh, Mr. Blinsler at Truman. Shout out to Mr. Blinsler. He was a, he was a cool dude. He, uh, he could tell I was kind of upset about not, not making the baseball team my sophomore year. And he just came up to me. as like, you know, tennis is a lot like baseball. You got, you gotta have that same form. So, you know, you should come out and try. I got rackets you can borrow. Like he was very supportive and like, you know what I mean? Try to get me, you know what I mean? Try to help me out when I was kind of down and out and, I picked up tennis my sophomore year. Uh, I was on, moved my way up, was on JV. And then uh, my junior and senior year, I was on varsity. So that was something that was looking back. That was a blessing. You know what I mean? Turning a, a negative situation into a positive situation. And something, you know, I can hang on to tennis the rest of my life. That's like an old man sport, you know? So, yeah, like I said, I just love competition. I love learning new things. love trying new things. 
just it's just part my dad's always kind of instilled that in me honestly my dad was a, a marine and a, a devil dog so he's always had that that grit and grind and you know that uh that competitive edge so he just kind of instilled that in me I feel that. I also think it's important to recognize, like, with with the the coach from high school, is like, if anybody listening to this podcast has the chance to step in during a negative time for a young person's life and find a way to pick them back up, that it's extremely important. Because one thing that I definitely saw a lot, and I'm sure you can bring to mind in high school, is when kids were cut from sports teams or they or they, uh, you know, they didn't get the grade they wanted in a class. And they, it's very easy for them to give up at that time. And at that exact time in life is also the time where other maybe negative influences can fill those voids for getting cut from a team or the time that you're no longer spending in Absolutely. a sports team is being spent wilding out, like just doing dumb shit, getting arrested for dumb partying shit, and stuff, partying right? and, and, you know, yeah. partying, I don't look at as too bad, but I'm sure you and I both, I mean, we ain't got to name no names, but we know people directly that, you know, used to be nice at sports, but then one thing happened, they didn't play one year. And then from then on out, it just all went downhill because their time and the, that they would have been spending doing something disciplinary and active turned into, you know, filling those voids with negative actions, negative social situations. And, from there on out, you know, they life went quote unquote downhill and some of them have picked it back up later in life, but a lot of them we are seeing have passed away or are in jail or some just aren't doing nothing. And I feel like that was like a perfect moment in your life for a coach or somebody, an adult figure to step in and really, you know, put a positive influence, like another option out there for you, because sometimes it feels like there is no option. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, around, let, let's kind of jump into the what's been going on lately in your life and then kind of can pull that back to your childhood and just mix, you know, inter, interact within that conversation. So go ahead and talk a little bit about Midwest Maniacs. What is it? Um, why did you start it? And who's involved in it? And just kind of talk about that. Um, so the Midwest Maniacs is something I kind of came up with. It was an idea that I had probably back in December, honestly. Um, just woke up one day and just had the just had the idea, you know, to try to kind of take over the Midwest with a gaming team, you know. And uh, I had friends that are some dogs at certain games, you know, Call of Duty, Apex, PUBG, uh, Fortnite. And even, you know, Madden, 2K, NHL, just a wide variety of games. I saw I had friends that were pretty decent at in the Midwest. And I was just like, you know, why couldn't we be a team like FaZe who, you know, has like 10 million followers, you know, getting paid for this. You know what I mean? Um, and just kind of just kind of rolled with it, honestly. Um, when I was in middle school, I got introduced to trick shotting. Oh, one second. You still here, G? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You can keep talking if, if the video went out. Go ahead. My bad. No, nah, I got someone trying to call me. I got you. <laughs> um, there we go. There we go. Um, so like I said, back in middle school, I got a I saw FaZe coming up and um I wanted to be like FaZe. Uh whenever I uh, would see their videos, you know, quick scope in. Whenever I'd see their videos of them uh, trick shotting back in the day, it's just something I wanted to do. So at that time, I saved up money at the time and got myself 
Xbox 360 and, you know, got MW2, which was the game everyone was uh, playing on. That's where it really kind of started, honestly, and just invested my time, um, which start recording clips, uploading to YouTube, trying out for clans. And just that was like, like I said, this was back in middle school, like 10, 11 years ago. So it's evolved a lot since then. And, you know, uh, it's starting with all this COVID stuff going on right now. Uh, not a lot of sports have been played right now. So even ESPN has been playing esports games of people playing Call of Duty tournaments or League of Legends, Overwatch. Uh, so and it just kind of builds off from that, like with streaming and people making videos and it just kind of everything, you know, TikTok, like we talked about earlier, is blowing up. People just recording videos and just uh, it's just social media is just uh, easy, not easy, I'd say. But, you know, if you were to try to build something right now that you really wanted to do this, I feel like this is the time to do it right now. And honestly, I'm not I'm not working right now with all this uh, COVID. I was about to go up to the independent school district and start working. And that kind of got put on hold with all this, you know, sickness that kind of shut down school and everything. So I'm not working right now. So my drive and, you know, what I want to do and everything I'm putting my energy and time into is this team and trying to, like I said, build that brand and take over. You know, uh, we dropped an apparel line last Thursday. Um and, you know, we're trying to drop a team Taj, which is like a, a video of everybody that's a part of the team has a couple clips and you have uh, some music in the background and it's just edited and everything just kind of has some graphics to it to kind of make it look nicer and everything. And you upload it to YouTube and post it on Twitter and stuff and just kind of that's all you really do, honestly, just it's content, you know. And then uh, we do a thing. We started. Uh, we win. We drink. So uh, we have a couple buddies, uh, Flip and Flint. Who, whenever they win, whenever they win, they have a beer stick or, you know, their shotgun a beer, or, you know, take a whiskey pull. You know what I mean? Just to get views kind of, you know what I mean? Just crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Just kind of exciting. You know, you see someone get a, a win in Fortnite and then they shotgun a beer or shotgun two beers or beer stick three, three beers. You know, it's just just entertainment. You know what I mean? Like I said, with social media right now, I, for one, have been on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat a lot. And I really don't like it, but, you know, with everything that's going on, staying in the house, you know, it's just another, it's just something you got to do, you know what I mean? Or even playing the game, you know what I mean? So we're switching back and forth. So but social media right now is definitely a big avenue. Talk a little bit about what League of Legends is. The reason I want you to talk a little bit about that is just because, um, so like you also uh, talked about, so ladies and gentlemen, esports, um, from my understanding, is basically like, Literally, so esports and live streaming go kind of hand in hand. So, like esports is gaming online, simply. So, just um, so any game that you have, any gaming, yeah, it can be two K, it can be Madden, it can be Modern Warfare, it can be, uh, yeah, I don't know too many games, but it can be. You no, know, <laughs> you can play Sims, you can play any game, GTA. Okay, you know I mean? see, I, perfect. That's good. Game. That's good to know because I didn't know that. So you can literally play any game, and then. The where the business part of it comes in and where the industry part of like the esports industry comes in is that um, people live stream their games and obviously are playing online against other competitors across the world and they live stream their their games. And after live streaming it, they upload it to YouTube or other social media platforms of like dope shit that they did during the game. So 
um, say it's NBA 2K only because I only play 2K or I've only played 2K in my life, really. So yep. say it's NBA 2K and you do a between the legs posterized dunk and it's like badass. And right after you drop like three threes in a row or something. So you upload that you upload that like 15 seconds highlight where you hit three threes in, in 15 seconds and dunked on somebody and you upload it to YouTube and people who are fans of this game go and they view it and they share it and they share it with friends and they might think it's dope. And it's just, again, like like Lorenzo was sharing, it's a form of content that a lot of people love. We all know some, but every single person that listens to this podcast can name somebody they know who really loves video games. Um, or they've, they've had a friend in their life that really Anybody. loves video games. Exactly. There's not a single person, except if you're like 85 years old, but I'm sure they even have grandchildren that love a game or something. So, like, gaming is super popular. Absolutely. Yeah, gaming's super popular, and people have uh, found a way to streamline it and turn it into... Um, valuable social media content that people like and become fans of. Once you build a community, you can really do anything with that community. So um, Lorenzo also shared that they Midwest Maniacs, which is, uh, you know, a gaming team um, has created an apparel line. So once they build a large enough community and people become fans of all the dope footage and, and highlight tapes they drop, then they might want to support the team or be a part of the team. And so they'll buy apparel. And then that can also pan off into different things. So that's kind of like a quick update of what esports is and like kind of how it blew up into a big industry because gaming was already popular. Live streaming and video content became popular and people figured out to intermix the two to turn it into a business that's actually projected. I read earlier today it was projected a couple years ago to get up to $1.4 billion in revenue come 2020. So, and I'm sure right now with the, sorry for talking so much, Absolutely but crazy. I'm sure right now, um, during, uh, this COVID-19 time where we locked in, I'm sure that it's, the numbers are skyrocketing. So the revenue coming into the esports industry right now is ridiculous. It's on the rise. It's at the very beginning. And that's kind of the main reason why I had Lorenzo come on to just talk about what he's doing. Um, you know, cause it's dope. It's something people can learn about. And especially if you like gaming away, you can turn it into a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, you know, just integrating the two and, uh, it's a it's a journey, honestly. You know, it's like like you said, you got to build that that fan base. You got to you know, and got to come out with cool gear. You know, you got you got to make sure you uh, you get on every single day with a drive to try to get some clips. You know what I mean? Whether it be two K or Madden or NHL, Call of Duty, uh, any game. Like I said, any absolutely game. And that's just like with the competitive aspect of it, of like wanting to upload videos. You know what I mean? With a uh, lot with live streaming you know, streaming, basically, there's platforms like uh, Facebook gaming, Twitch, Mixer, and uh, YouTube gaming. And you have people that literally will just do, you know, have a webcam on their face, playing their game, showing their screen, you know what I mean? And will just sit there and play for 12 hours, you know what I mean? Ridiculous time. And people will sit there and watch them a majority of that time and will donate, you know, money or chat and do like they have like certain little incentives and then whenever they like donate or if they send like sparks or something that a uh, or mixer does their account will grow like their their account watching you know what i mean their their mixer account will grow and then they get to like unlock different things so it's like an incentive for the person watching you know what i mean that they get to like edit their profile out or even you know get a special little token that no one else got because they're like level 60 you know what i mean so 
like I said, it's just like it's a growing business, honestly, but it's a it's a process. Yeah. Are there days where like you've had to play for so long and you don't get any clips like you don't get any dope highlights and you kind of feel like <clears throat> is that like a down feeling like do you like be playing for like four hours and you're like damn i haven't got one dope highlight and it, do you like ever feel down or like you know what i'm saying like is there any what are like an example Absolutely. of like obstacles that you face during during in, at least in the gaming industry Absolutely. That can be one, you know, it starts to mess with your mental, you know, you start sitting back and you're like, well, am I even good enough to play anymore? You know what I mean? But then you just gotta, you just gotta tap back in and just, you know, go back to the lab. You know, my game is Fortnite, and whenever I'm not doing too hot playing online or, you know, playing against other people, they have this like, uh, this mode called creative mode and you can play with your friends and it's called zone wars. It's a certain map you can play and you can just play with your friends, you know what I mean? And that's another avenue I've been playing and like all record clips, you know what I mean? Just playing with my friends, just doing something dope, you know, I got on one of my buddies, you know what I mean? A nice shot I got or something because, you know, if I'm not enjoying, if I'm not enjoying something, if I'm not enjoying online play, I'm not going to sit there and force myself to play because then you're going to put yourself in a bad state of mind, you know what I mean? And then you're just forcing yourself, you know, to make other people happy, you know what I mean? If you're not making yourself happy, you just got to switch something up, so. And right now, like I said, I'm not really enjoying the state of Fortnite. So, like I said, I've been playing a lot of creative mode. It's like a private server, you know what I mean? With and you and your friends can just hop on and have like 20 of you guys play a game and, you know, show who's the best one. You know what I mean? And I can live stream that and have people watch, you know, have, see like who's going to be the better team in like a 4v4 or see if I can be the best out of, you know, other 10 players that are, you know, on the on the team, you know, place bets, just anything and everything, you know. Yeah, and I think it's important. Like I said, you guys gotta stay focused. Yeah, I think it's important that that uh, people recognize how big the gaming industry is and how many options or opportunities there are to make content within gaming. So now we talk about how social media has taken over the world, which it has, and how there's so many different ways to make money in life now, especially because of social media. And I feel like people are always like stressed about what's my talent what do i what am i passionate about and now with social media there's so many things that people are passionate about that people care about that are able to be monetized now and sometimes monetizing things can make it less fun and things like that and that's why it's important like lorenzo said is to find time to really get back to your love for the game but it's just something to think about but with that being said we have we're going to go on break for just a few minutes. If you're enjoying this podcast so far, go ahead and like, comment, leave a review, and share. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Thank you. Salud. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Culture Talks podcast here with Lorenzo Dorman or Lozo. My bad. I shouldn't be dropping his whole government name. But anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, Lozo, um, we've been talking about what he has going on. He started a gaming team called Midwest Maniacs. Um, you could really call it a gaming business or team because you can make money off of it, which is what we've been talking about during this episode is how you can monetize your passion for gaming. Um, so if anybody's been listening to this podcast so far, or you're just jumping in at this part, um, really, we're just diving into the gaming industry. We're talking about what games are popular, what, what type of, uh, content people like to see around gaming, how much money is in the gaming industry, how you can get money in the gaming industry and, and 
just talking about monetizing your passion. So um, back to that, man. When did you first start playing video games? What do you remember your first game being that you really enjoyed playing? Uh, honestly, Crash Bandicoot back on a uh, PS2. That was everyone's favorite in the PlayStation One. That was a that was a hidden gem. If you didn't like Crash Bandicoot back then, you know, that was a that was a goat game. So that's probably one of the first ones. And then playing, you know, Nintendo sixty four, uh, just like Legends of Zelda, just little things like that, and uh, transforming or just not transforming, but like transitioning to like I said, PlayStation Two. I playing Madden. Um, I saw you tweet out earlier about the PSP. I had a PSP playing Madden against my cousin. I thought that was one of the coolest things ever. Just, you know, a little screen in front of you, you know, playing wherever, whenever. Um, so yeah, I just kept on evolving from there. Went to the Xbox 360 and then the Xbox 360 now to the Xbox one. And, uh, hopefully from Xbox one, we'll try and go to the PC. So I'm trying to do uh gaming. I'm trying to do PC gaming, but with the controller. Okay. Um, so you just get you get better frames per second um, if you're familiar with that. Explain so that a little bit. Break that Xbox, down a little bit. Like, so, con- so consoles uh, push about 60 frames per second unless you get like a newer version. Like So I want to say they cap out. You can get maybe 120, I want to say, on the newer Xbox and PS4. Um, so, yeah, that's just how like how fast your Xbox runs, basically, and how ga- how fast your game runs. Um, I just had a homie recently. He had the basic Xbox One, like I have, um, but he had a nicer monitor. A monitor. He had a nicer monitor, and um, his game wasn't. His game's not going to run, or his monitor's not going to put out what his game. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So, yeah. He, if his game was low, his monitor is going to be low. You know what I mean? So he upgraded his Xbox and got a nicer one, and it started to you know run faster, and then his game quality got better. And that's basically what PC. You know, PCs push two forty. So going from 60 frames per second to 240 frames per second or even 180 frames per second is just a different, you know what I mean? It's just a different level of speed playing so, at, you know what I mean? So, so the, how does that how does that play into like the visual? Does that also help with how clear the video game is or is it just about the speed of, of playing? It can, it can play into effect of how... Yeah, it can it can play into effect of how the video is because you know you get you get that nice of a TV you're gonna get like a 4K HD you know what I mean gaming monitor, um so yeah so definitely your quality your gaming your screens will look beautiful off jump, but like I said you know your game's just gonna run smoother and uh, you're just gonna be so like your TV response time is also gonna be faster your your response time's gonna be like a millisecond you know what I mean or a second. And that's just like if you're getting shot at, turning around, you know what I mean? How quick you turn around. And people don't understand that with gaming, you know. People sit back and be like, oh, I'm a dog. I play on a 60-inch TV. It's like, yeah, you're really good on that 60-inch TV. But, like, bro, when you sit down on, like, a little monitor, like a 24-inch or 27-inch, and you're, like, sitting up, you know what I mean? It's just a different game because you're just moving faster. It's just a different speed. Okay. Your response time on that big TV, I couldn't even tell you how fast it is, honestly. My TV, I want to say it's response time's like a two or three, so it's not even the best, honestly. But that's why I'm trying, like I said, save up some money and, uh, you know, try to switch over to that PC, get a gaming monitor. And my buddy Alex Foliani hooked me up and got me uh, his brother's old uh, gaming setup, kind of, his uh, monitor and shit. So hopefully try to just upgrade that, you know, like I said, so I can switch over and do a controller on PC. I still be able to play, you know, Call of Duty and... Fortnite, Apex, all those games. So, 
Okay, so especially with cross platform. So say there's somebody listening to this podcast right now and they really love video games, but this is their first time hearing or considering like live streaming and getting into like yeah, live streaming and like the esports world, like for real, for real, like and like trying to get serious with it. What is like the setup you need like what's a perfect but like not a crazy expensive but what's a perfect setup for somebody who's just going to start getting into live streaming in turn i mean i don't even i could even tell you honestly my guy i don't even have the the perfect setup or the dream setup i mean i'm playing on a a four-year-old tv on a a a brand a, a first generation xbox one refurbished you know what i mean i got my stuff i just it's old you know so i gotta upgrade that um, but I can still stream from my console to Mixer with Xbox. Um, and then I can link my, I made a Twitter account and on my, uh, like on my Twitter and, uh, linked it to my Xbox. So, you know, every time I get a clip or something, I can just upload it from my Xbox straight to Twitter and I can add a caption, you know I mean? Put it, you know, something up there. So that's just, you know, you don't really have to have that perfect setup or, you know, you know, that thousand dollars set up or anything if you got a gaming system you got a twitter you know you can record clips and upload them that's just the start of it right there you know and that's where you start you know what i mean people start to view your stuff they start to retweet it they start to like it and you know that's how you get out there and start networking you know someone sees your stuff and they're just like dang he's really good you know i want to play with him sometime you know and that's really just how you get out there but i mean my dream setup i mean i'm trying to get an asus or an acer monitor about like 200 to 300 dollars um really nice monitor and then uh hopefully like i said i need to upgrade my uh my i don't know what to call it honestly like my motherboard i guess i'm not really into pc gaming honestly i did it when i was younger my buddy alex me we used to play call of duty on pc um back like call of duty 2 we used to play on his dad's when we were young as fuck um I don't know what to call it for real. You know, that motherboard, you know? Like yeah, that. I'm familiar. Yeah. I can't really know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I just need to upgrade that. It's an older it's an older setup, probably like four or five, maybe six years ago. So, but that's the thing about, you know, building a PC is just like, it's like Legos. My buddy Alex says like, you know, if one thing's messing up, you just take that piece out and insert another piece. You know what I mean? And it can make it better just off jump. You know what I mean? It's just an upgrade. So I just need to find the time and uh, find somebody, you know, that can that is you know familiarized with that and you know have them uh pick that apart and you know get me on the right track for real and then uh just getting a a webcam honestly that's my next step too or i have my girl uh my girl got a laptop i've used sometimes uh i was gonna use that today for the podcast but things just didn't work out but have that you know and uh that has a webcam on it and i could have that set up to my xbox do my mixer you know what i mean and stream like that so Okay, so you don't need to have the nicest setup, you know, for any of that. Yeah, so just having a drive, you know what I mean? Facts, facts, figuring it out on the spot. So, with with and so, with most uh platform or like video game consoles, are you saying that you can like basically is it like it's screen recording the game, or are you like, or do you have to go back, replay it, and like find find what you just did and then like edit it and post it, or is it live streaming the whole? I don't really get it. You got to dive in a little bit deeper okay um i got you g so i don't know how playstation works honestly i've never i didn't mess with the playstation 3 or the playstation 4 but i have some homies that kind of are trying to help a new team teammate out with uh figuring that out because she doesn't know how to do it but um 
on Xbox, you know, uh, if I were to get like a cool clip or something, um, I have to just like hit the, uh, the main button, you know what I mean? To pull up the screen and I'll go over it and it'll say like record what happened and I'll click on that and it'll say record the last 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 45 minute, two minutes, three minutes. I think the max is five. And then you just honestly, it's, it's kind of shitty. You kind of just have to guess how long ago, you know what I mean? You have to get it quick. You know what I mean? So you have to have a kind of a time frame. you know, like, well, was that a minute or was that two minutes? You know what I mean? So you just kind of have to figure that out. And then, uh, like I said, you upload it right then and there. Um, it'll give you the option to upload it to Twitter or to like Xbox, you know what I mean? So your friends in the community like that follow you or have you as a friend on Xbox can see it there. But uh, like I said, you just upload it to Twitter and you can, you know, it'll pop up a keyboard and you just get on your controller and you can, they'll say like hashtag Fortnite share, hashtag Xbox, you know what I mean? And you could take that out and put like, just dog my friend, or you know what I mean? Or six kills in one, or six kills in 10 seconds, you know what I mean? Whatever you did, so. So can you, can you download that video clip that you record? Like, and like, can Absolutely. you? Okay, so you could download it to a computer. Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. For my for our first video, we did it. It was just kind of thrown together. I got clips off of Twitter from my homies, you know, just uploading them. And I don't remember. We went to like some like TwitLonger or some TwitVid or something, and it just basically pulled the video and downloaded it off Twitter. So the quality really wasn't the best, but pulled it off that, and then uh, saved it to my girl's computer and uh, pulled up iMovie and just threw the clips together and threw some transitions and found a song and just kind of ran with it. Got you. So with like with like teams like Face Clan and other teams is how they like post their highlights. So is it, do people like post? OK, so my bad. So let me kind of like break down what I'm understanding so far. So these are like the three or four forms of content that you can get from from gaming. So say you're live streaming your game uh, or you're live streaming your game. And it's going, it's live on Twitch or it's live on Mixer. So people who have those apps, they can watch what you're doing live. And that's one way to like have people and fans like watching your stuff. And then that's one form. And then another form is if you do something fire, you can like save that clip and you can upload it to your social media accounts and then, you know, get, share that as content and get people to watch that stuff as well. That's another form of content. And then there's, um also like you said webcams so sometimes people like i know that some people just follow people just because they're funny so like some guy might be like playing his game and you're not exactly watching his game but you might just be watching what he's saying while he's live streaming so you can have a webcam and post that as content if you're like a funny person or something like that um like a hype man yeah or like a hype man okay so that's like four or five pieces of content that those are four or five different types of content that you as gamers can like use. So really all you need is a, as a system and figure out how to save clips that you, you like dope clips that you just did from your system and how to upload it to any of your social media accounts. You can also figure out how to use Twitch and Mixer, which are two popular live streaming um, uh, sources or systems as well as Facebook live streaming and YouTube live streaming. And you can figure out how to, live stream your games and get fans that way and then um and then also just posting your content on multiple streaming platforms of dope stuff you've done and then also just making sure that your community and the people you're sending it to or that you're sharing it with know what you're doing like you can't just be like who you are yeah exactly you can't just be like uh 
have a personal training page, but then all of a sudden you start sharing gaming content and expect people to watch. Like your your account has to be and support it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has to be like gaming. Like, um, okay, so that's dope. That's dope. Um, and then from from that, so from what I'm understanding, also in terms of how revenue comes in for gaming, um, from what I've been reading, is a lot from advertisements and then also from like uh, endorsements. So like when, exactly. So when you become a popular gamer, when you have a large enough community, really this goes to anything, not just gaming, but we're talking about gaming right now. So for those people listening right now that are gamers. All you really have to do is build, not that it's easy, but you have to build a community. And once you build a community around your gaming, then you can find sponsors or people who are going to endorse you. It might be smart water, like, and you might do a commercial for them where you're like, yo, like, yo, well, you ever been playing games for 12 hours and you don't drink, man, stay hydrated, smart water. And then like you get paid off of that. Um, And then there's also advertisements, not really, I mean, like people can do little advertisements placing like a like you know smart water or uh, a twizzler in their live streaming a video or something and be like yo man these twizzlers are great while you're playing you can get paid advertisement dollars for that so these are some ways you can monetizing your monetize your passion for gaming with this like constantly evolving world there's going to be more and more ways that we can create cash for ourselves and be able to like I mean, you also got to be smart with that money and figure out, you know, just like you would if you had a a day job at a bank, you know, save, invest and things like that. But there's new forms and new ways to make money and monetize off of things that we're passionate about. That's one of the important reasons behind this podcast. Some people might question, you know, why are you doing a podcast about video games? Bro, this industry is blowing up. There's lots of money being funneled into it. If you have a passion for gaming, get into live streaming now, get into it and really hustle hard, just like you would hustle with anything else. So you might have some haters that they're most likely going to be your parents or some or your girl or, or your homeboy that really hates video games. But if you love what you're doing and you know you can make some money off of it, make it happen. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> Absolutely, my guy. Like I said, hit the nail right on the head again. You know, uh, people might look at it strange or, you know, talk down like, oh, that's not a job. And, you know, right now, this is my job. You know, I'm not working. Like I said, um, I plan, you know, when this shit goes away, obviously, I plan on going back to work. I enjoy what I do working with kids. So, you know, I'm just going to be like a part time gig, you know, as if, you know, people that work at a bank and then hire a photographer, you know what I mean? So Monday through Friday, they're grinding at the bank. They get off at six, six thirty, And you know, they got a, they got a, sh- a shot session at, you know, seven thirty eight. you know, go get something to eat, change. It's a hustle. You know what I mean? But, uh, I've embraced the hustle. Like I said, my dad's instilled the hustle and the grind into me. And it's really just, you know, sitting down and tapping in and, uh, building that community and building that team, you know, Man, facts. Do you know much about uh, like video gaming tournaments and how they work? Or, uh, I mean, not I not to a T. I mean, back uh, in during MW two days, I do tournaments on a like a, like CMG, I think, or UM, uh, MLG and UMG. There's certain sites you can use. Um, back then, it's just like you know. Uh, it was free, you know, but you could do pay tournaments, but it's just like best of three turn or best of three search and destroy. You know what I mean? It'll be three maps and, you know, it's first one to, I think it's six points, you know? So, you know, if you get, you win the first two maps, you win, you win that, you win that, you know, so you advance on. So 
and they got they got tournaments and they have they call them LAN events. It's like uh you go to it, you know, and you're you're playing there. So you have to either bring your setup or they'll have a setup for you to play on and you like log into an account and you play there and you can win money. Um, but there's like registration for fees. But with the registration fees, that's what comes. It's like an investment. You know what I mean? If I believe that I have two solid ass um, Call of Duty players that can go to a tournament and ball out and perform and I feel like they can win, I would invest that, you know, 40, 60, $80 registration fee to get that $300 prize pool or X amount of dollar prize pool. You know what I mean? And that's how they get paid. You know what I mean? So the way I look at it, you know, if they won, you know, like $500, something outrageous, you know, they can get, they can keep 75% of that, you know what I mean? And split it between them two and then just slide a little bit to the team. And that will go towards sponsorships and another apparel line. And you know what I mean? Just, if somebody, the way I'm looking at it is like, you know, if my homie needs a controller and his controller is given out and I got 60 bucks, you know what I mean? I'm going to get him a new controller because he can't play at his best ability on that bunk controller. If his headset is breaking and falling off his ears, he can't, he can't make call outs. He can't hear, you know what I mean? So he, he's not going to play at his best. So I, that's where that, that's where the revenue is going to be put back into, you know? So you making sure my players are playing with the best, you know what I mean? That I have the best quality, you know what I mean? If they don't, we're going to try to work to get them that best quality. If that means a new TV, a new console, a new headset, you know, new webcam, whatever it has to be. Yeah, looking out for your community, the community that's helping you, you know, put on too. So it's really, I just think it's important that people understand that this gaming shit is going to keep going up, it's going to keep blowing up, whether you jump on it or you don't. Personally, I'm not a gamer, so it's not something I'm going to jump on. But I know there's lots of gamers out here that are passionate about it that can turn what they like to do all day into a way to make money. And I think it's just important to keep mentioning throughout this podcast that you can make money doing this shit um, and so that you should do it. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how do you like how have you been adding new members? Like, are you doing is it like a application process is it like you're adamant. Lo- yeah are you looking adamant <laughs> hey shoot absolutely i was about to say that um you know it's always you know i'm looking around uh i would love to grow outside of the midwest but right now my main focus is just the midwest so the states that you consider the midwest um you know missouri kansas Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Ohio, you know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever. I mean, I looked it up, um, Oklahoma. So whatever is considered the Midwest, whatever state that is, Arkansas, I want I want you a part of this, you know what I mean? So if you're established, if you're not established, if you're trying to get established, you know, just uh, get, get at me, you know, because I'm trying to really take off. And like I said, I'm trying to get established and get that brand out there. And if you're already, you know, set up, you're already streaming, and you're like you're hearing this, you know, hit me up. So just trying to get that, you know. So are you like reaching out to people on Twitter and Instagram? Are you like, how are you, how are you going about doing it? And yep. and do yep. you have like a, are you, look, um, are you looking at their highlights and seeing if you think they're dope or not? Or are you kind of just like adding anybody? No, there's definitely, it's not like really a process. I'd say it as, but it's really just like, I will see somebody post something or I'll see somebody retweet something because I have, multiple gaming outlets, you know, I follow and I, uh, stay up too. And if I see something dope that I like either an edit and edits 
or, you know, a dope graphic design or, you know what I mean? A dope clip. I will message that person and be like, Hey, are you looking for an organization to represent? And, you know, I've had people hit me back. I got, a, I recently got a kid from, um, or I, I don't know why I'm saying kid. He's 21 years old, uh, a baller on Fortnite. He, he plays a uh, call of duty too. He's out in Pittsburgh, Kansas, you know, and I just found him randomly on Twitter and DM'd him like, Hey, you looking to join an org? And it was all love just talking to him. And he seemed kind of genuine, you know what I mean? So we just kind of took off from there, played a couple times. He was solid on the sticks and on a keyboard and mouse. So pulled the trigger on it. You know what I mean? Why would I not want somebody, you know, that, he already streams on Twitch. Um, he's a solid dude. He's solid on solid on solid at the game. So this just did not didn't not make sense, you know. Might as well pick him up. And like I said, he was a part of it and wanted a team that was up and coming and had a drive. And I guess he saw, you know, and heard what I was talking about and kind of ran with it too, you know. Um, but like I said, it's not really a process. It's just like what what avenue you want to go down, you know. If you want to be a content creator and be a streamer. You know, you don't even have to be the best to be a content creator or streamer. You know what I mean? That's what, you know, I'm looking at my avenue of being. You know, I'm pretty good at games, I would say. But, you know, if I'm not going to go take myself to a pro tournament and get washed out like that, you know, but <laughs> I can see myself streaming. I can see myself streaming for, you know, eight to 10 hours or, you know, six hours a day. And, you know, just having people pull up to the stream, you know, have a couple beers, just chilling, vibing, listening to music in the background. And, you know, just having a good time, you know, you know what I mean? So that's my avenue. I want to be, like I said, I want to be a streamer, content creator, you know, I, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get dope clips, but it's just like, I'm not, you know, I'm focused on just playing, you know what I mean? The casual player, you know, but I do have players, you know, that are, want to do those tournaments, you know, and it, it's just uh, getting established and getting that revenue built up with the apparel or with the gaming, with YouTube, you know, with the views and everything possible sponsorship so like we've been talking about it's definitely a grind it's definitely something you got to build from the ground up you know you i woke like i said i talked about this back in december and i would talk my homies ears off about it and they'd always be like well when are you gonna start it when are you gonna start it you know what i mean just zoe's just talking he's just pump faking you know what i mean he ain't really he ain't really gonna do it you know and then uh about two weeks ago coming thursday or wednesday i just kind of just like Fuck it. You know what I mean? Just I'm, I'm, I want to do this and I could see things really weren't getting better with the COVID thing. And I don't think we're going to get better anytime soon. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but um, I, I feel like, you know, we're going to be, this might be the norm for us in our society for a couple months. And I need to tap in right now if I want to be a part of that. So I just, you know, changed my name on Xbox and made a gaming Twitter and made a Twitter for the team and recruited heavy and started with my homies obviously because you know they like i said they play every single day you know they could be streamers you know they don't have to be competitive and go to tournaments and play you know and that's where the we win we drink came from you know to my homie flip and flint you know they consider themselves casual gamers and i could see them you know sitting down on stream for six hours and getting a couple wins and every time they get a win they throw a beer or two in a beer stick and you know shotgun it you know or just go crazy you know what i mean celebrate the dub you know what i mean enjoy the game what it's supposed to be enjoyed for you know what i mean you can enjoy a game and be a casual player you don't have to sit down and make you know what i mean or not even make but you know you i mean making money is obviously if you want to do that but you don't have to be like a competitive player to be able to like enjoy a game does that make sense so you can like be a casual player you know you don't have to get on 2k every time and play someone online dog them you can 
play the computer and just chill. You know what I mean? Like, it does not matter. You know, you can still have fun, enjoy that like that. Just be a casual player, like I said. Facts, facts. Yo, so I want you to go ahead and drop the um, social media handles for Midwest Maniacs and then also just plug plug the, the where they can find the apparel at and also just plug yourself and how any, anybody that listens to this, um, how they can reach out to you in order to join the team or in order to support. So go ahead and drop all your social media handles and everything um, for the people listening and um, and then we'll wrap it up here shortly. Uh, you can follow the team page at MWMHQ. Um, if you want to get a hold of me and you're in the Midwest and you're looking um, for a team to represent or you're trying to get established, like Carlos was telling you, uh, you can hit me up at MWM underscore Zoe and uh, just shoot me a follow and then hit me at the DM and we can uh, get active. Perfect. Simple and easy. So MWM underscore Zoe on twitter to reach out join the team or support in any way go follow my boy and then also mwmhq to follow the main page for midwest maniacs go support content will be coming it'll be it'll be going if you enjoy gaming if you enjoy watching it casual competitive go show some support um again um just because say go ahead my bad my bad my bad uh the apparel i forgot streamer loot it's a streamerloot.com and you just go to the search and it's a Midwest Maniacs. My bad. I forgot that. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So streamerloop.com <laughs> and then go to search and type in Midwest Maniacs. And yes, I'm repeating everything he says so you guys can hear loud and clearly and just make sure y'all go tap in. <laughs> um, so I, I also just want to say one more time and just kind of emphasize these three things real quick. Just because this is kind of a business podcast, I do want to say that, you know, if you love gaming and you also want to make some money, this is an avenue you can go down. This is a reality. It's real. Um, pop culture, global investors, brands, media outlets, they're all paying attention to the gaming industry. Money is going to keep growing. The 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 outlook for, for the increase in revenue over the next couple of years is high. So if you want to jump in, you want to join, um, go join a team and join Midwest Maniacs if you're from the Midwest or if you're from anywhere else because I know he's not he's not discriminating. So um, tap in with them. But yeah, I'm not man, bougie. I'm not bougie. Not bougie. Not bougie at all. And so just one more time, the three, there's different ways you can get content. Live streaming, you can take clips from your, from your dope clips from you playing games, post it on your social media outlets. Um, you can also buy a webcam if you're a funny dude and you're live streaming your game. You can make content that way. There's many different ways to make content. Um, money wise, the money's coming in through advertisements, sponsorships, um, and then also land tournaments. So finding tournaments uh, throughout your you know region. And if you think you're good enough to compete, get, exactly go in and play. There's lots of different ways to be successful in the gaming industry. Um, go learn more about it and. With that being said, if you listen to this podcast, thank you for listening. You have any uh uh you know last words, Lozo? Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, if you are passionate about anything, honestly, anything, right now is the time to tap in. If it's a podcast, if it is gaming, if it is photography, apparel, you know, music, this is the time to tap in. Um, with everything going on and you know just give it your all you know you don't want to leave anything left on the table when everything's all said and done facts and with that being said 
Go follow my boy on Twitter. Um, you can follow the Culture Talks pod on Instagram. That is the Culture Talks POD on Instagram. And um, yeah, subscribe, tell a friend, share with all your gamer friends if you listen to this podcast. I love y'all. Thank you for tapping in. And we are out. Salud.